making money from your copy, that like, quote unquote, selling in your sleep, like that is really nice. But you also have to think about it as a return on investment in terms of audience building and connection and, you know, bringing loyal people into your brand, making your community feel like an actual community. There's so many things that aren't attached to dollar signs directly that copywriting does that maybe people in the past didn't exactly think about. Welcome to the Online Creator Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tradewell, founder of May & James Co., a creative digital company. Building a brand is about human connection. I am here to help you articulate your story through strategy, development, and execution. I believe that anything is possible at any age and at any stage of business. The only limits we have are the ones that we place on ourselves. I want you to feel like you are supported, not alone, and that you are able to take action quickly. On this podcast, expect to hear interviews from a wide range of guest speakers, bite-sized solo episodes from myself, bingeable episodes that will give you insights, different perspectives, and actionable strategies to help you reach your goals personally and professionally. Now let's get into the show. Welcome to the Online Creator Podcast, episode 54, and today I get to speak with Corey Whitby. She's a conversion copywriter specializing in sales and website copy for small businesses and creative entrepreneurs. By putting personality, psychology, connection, and vision at the forefront of her work, she's able to help her clients build a deep bond with their target audience while increasing retention and conversion rates. Her clients have been featured in Business Insider, Forbes, Essence, and Louis Vuitton. Welcome, Corey, to the show today. Hi, Corey. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm so excited to dive into all things coffee with you when we get into the conversation. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, so I always open up the conversation with, I love to hear people's background of how they have leveraged their voice to build their business and brand. And maybe it's been a bit of a journey from where you started to where you are now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really huge question. And I think it's something that is so like, it. that is something that is always coming up for me in my own business. And obviously with my clients, because as a copywriter, voice and leveraging that voice is a huge part of what I do. I think it was definitely for me a lot of trial and error. I, like many people who may be listening or just people who are kind of existing in this online business space, found this space through TikTok in 2020 when I was like unemployed and had nothing to do. And so you enter this space with these expectations and sort of this like professional background that makes you feel like you have to put something on or be something that you aren't in order to succeed in this field. And it definitely takes practice and time and determination to kind of shed that ultra professional skin and really learn how to step into your own voice and leverage that to grow a brand. And I don't even know if there was like a turning point for me or like an aha moment where it all clicked into place. I think it was more just like practicing over time and really getting sick of being like trying to be something that I wasn't and getting like burnt out, even though I didn't have any clients, just from like trying to like put on this, this 
persona of like hyper professional businesswoman that kind of like eventually I just got exhausted and shed that and started using my own voice and my own presence. And that kind of definitely was a turning point in my business and helps me grow, which is so funny because you think like, oh, if I can be this like crazy hyper professional, people will see me as this businesswoman. But really, when you kind of shed that, let that go, that's when things start happening. Well, I think that's that relatability piece, right? When people can like get to know who you are a little bit more on a personal level. And that's why I love audio so much because you can really hear people's excitement when they start kind of diving into uh, what lights them up in business. But this online space is so weird. Like it, it's hard to shed that because we feel like, you know, there's so many comparisons. So I know you said it took you a little bit of time to find your own voice. Was that like, is that something that you've always been comfortable doing is being able to stand up and talk in front of people? Or is it something that you've had to learn and grow with? You know, I think like in a literal sense, it's definitely something that I've always been comfortable with. So I have been a theater kid my whole life. So it's so like, cool. So cool. Yeah, I'm growing up being like, I'm going to be on Broadway one day. So yep. you definitely are like, when you're, when you had like a childhood like mine, you're like trained to be well-spoken and project your voice and like get up and talk mm -hmm. to people confidently, even if you're not feeling super confident. But in doing it, in like, you know, expressing my own opinions and ideas and sharing my work with the world, that was the way that I had to kind of relearn it. That like, you know, you get nervous at the beginning because you're like, will anybody take me seriously? Will anybody believe that I know what I'm doing? Am I just mm -hmm. talking to an empty void right now? So that's kind of the the element of learning that I had to do. Absolutely. And when you started shedding that I need to be this, I need to be that, and just kind of grew into this is who I am and this is mm -hmm. who you get. And did it start creating more opportunities for you in business? Yeah, definitely. I think that the minute that I learned, and okay, so I'm like the type of person who needs time to really process information. Like you could tell me right now the biggest piece of business advice ever, and I would have to go to sleep, wake up tomorrow, think about it, and then maybe mm -hmm. sometime next week I'd be like, Oh, I get it. Like, I just need some time to digest, which is why writing is so nice for me because it gives me that time to digest. Yes. So I'm not like sitting, you know, speaking all the time. So I lost track of the question. <laughs> but I was totally relating with you because I feel like the same thing. Like, I absolutely need to sit in those thoughts before right. I can just figure some things out and how it relates to me and how I can like incorporate that into my business or help my clients and those kind of things. But it was just basically how it has it created opportunities. Have you been able to guest speak in other memberships? Have you been able to bring on more clients that way? Like what, what is, what have you seen? Yes. yes. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Oh yeah. Duh. Yes, definitely. And what I was saying is the second that I learned that it really like sink in to treat people like friends and colleagues and to really like build genuine human to human connections instead of looking at everybody like a potential client. That's sort of when those opportunities really started to arise. You know, over the past couple of years, it's gone from like client opportunities, which obviously still exists to some really exciting things like, yeah, like you said, like guest speaking and even being on podcasts, which is something that I never thought I would get to do, which is so much fun. You know what? The space is 
it can be really lonely. So if you want to create a business online, you have to really think outside of just you and your silo and how can you network and collaborate with others? Because that's what kind of breathes new life into my own business too, right? It's like, it's those connections. It's like when you travel, if you just sit by yourself, okay, well, you can still get something out of it. But when you start talking to other people around you that are traveling and they're, they bring in their stories and what they're doing and their experiences, it just expands the experience, I think. And it can do the same for your business as well. So I always love hearing how you've been able to implement that into your business, because I feel like personality also really shines through, right? When we start showing up as we are and who we are. So let's get into what can good copy look like in your business? Because that just, for a lot of entrepreneurs, I think it's just something that we kind of sit on for a bit. And we know, I know what it can do when you have good copy, like the conversions can be insane. But can you walk through what working with you looks like? And maybe we can even talk about like a case study of what somebody, when they come to work with you, what that looks like, how you start working with them and what that can convert to. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of business owners, especially people who are sort of relying on Google as their guide, as they're starting their business, which is not a bad thing at all, but you do have to like kind of filter through information and sift through information. A lot of people sort of have this old school view of copywriting where it is this sort of like, I say words and then those words are designed to make people buy at all costs. Um, And I think that especially in the age of like the personal brand or this like founder first brand, the perception of copywriting or the use of copywriting rather has shifted a lot where now it's more of like creating a shared language with an audience and really, you know, creating an experience, something that's a little bit more immersive, something that's a little bit more personal and sort of like sharing a brand story at every touch point to build connections as opposed to direct selling all of the time. And with my clients specifically, that is something that we're really focused on because I work almost primarily with personal brands, with, like I said, like those founder first, like there's a face to the brand, even if there's something like a product-based business. Um, And, you know, I feel like usually people come to me with the idea of, I need to make more money, right? And they're not, it's not like they are making zero dollars a month and they are ready to invest in copywriting because they're like i'm convinced this will be my six-figure ticket but they've kind of hit that like plateau in business that plateau in connection in some sort of way i really trust my clients to you know make an informed decision about whether or not it's the right investment for them i'll guide them and have said no to people in the past because it's not correct at the moment but you know you kind of like hit that wall in your business and are ready to kind of scale, if you will. Um, And I think a lot of the times we have to like rewire that need for like that direct one-to-one ROI because with the work that I do and with my clients and with copywriting in general these days, there's such evergreen, so it's around forever. So it's always building this audience. It's working for you constantly. And there's so much more than that direct one-to-one ROI. Like, yes, obviously, making money from your copy that like, quote unquote, selling in your sleep, like that is really nice. 
but you also have to think about it as a return on investment in terms of audience building and connection and, you know, bringing loyal people into your brand, making your community feel like an actual community. There's so many things that aren't attached to dollar signs directly that copywriting does that maybe people in the past didn't exactly think about. Yeah, no, I love that you kind of went over some things that you have seen that can be like kind of casting a bigger net than just ROI. I do the same thing when I'm talking to clients and we're building out a strategy for a podcast. The results, I guess, aren't direct immediately. It's built up over time. And there's so many benefits of being able to create that relationship with your ideal audience through words, through your voice, through video, however you express yourself. Yeah, I always say you got to pick a platform and you have to choose it. But if you can do copywriting in a way that really reflects who you are, it will build in time. And like you said, so many benefits will come of it. And it's just not immediate. You have to give it some time to kind of grow Mm -hmm. with their audience, right? So walk us through an example of a client. So if they're looking, do you start with their website copy? Like, how do you how do you start? Like, where do you start? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it definitely depends on the client, the business, and it is based on sort of where their audience hangs out and the needs of the business. So I write a lot of websites and I do think that that is kind of the ideal place to start because it's sort of the launch pad for everything else. After Mm -hmm. you have that like home base for your business, that's really strong and going to, you know, kind of act as that foundation for everything else. You can then take that information and use it to write content and to build funnels and to create sales pages and all the other things that I do. I think that a website first approach to copywriting and honestly brand building maybe in general is honestly tried and true for a reason and it is all good. But I want people who come to me with really creative ideas for, you know, putting their business out there in the world in terms of their copywriting, you know, maybe it's like, I don't want a full website. I just want a a nicely written short and sweet landing page or, you know, my audience they are all on my email list because they jump directly from my TikTok to my email list. So I want to make sure that this welcome sequence is the best thing ever written. So it's definitely, I think the answer really is the first step is understanding your audience and taking their direction on where to start. Yeah, that's really, really good advice because we can't be everywhere, but be where you are right now and where they are like first connecting with you at for sure. Do you have... And I know you said that you worked. I'm just kind of curious about what your thoughts are on this. There's a lot of us that are creating like personal brands, but I I feel like there's some now that are kind of leaning towards more of that agency approach where it's doesn't always have to be the person that is created, like the founder, like me, for example, to be, you know, the voice of, of everything. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that start to transition or do you work to help? Like, because that's like a not an easy transition either. Everybody's like personal brand, personal brand, personal brand. I think that's phenomenal. And yes, I love the power of that as well. But I also think there's something unique about creating a business and and having more voices be heard. Is that more complicated, I guess? Or is it something that you've worked on with clients or are you more like personal brand? 
No, it's definitely something that I've worked on with clients. It's interesting. A lot of the people who are maybe in a pivot from a personal brand or like a founder forward branded to more of like a we agency mm-hmm. model or will come to me and be like, honestly, I'm just exhausted um, having to be the face of this brand and the one mm-hmm. doing all of the work and to be like showing up constantly when I really want to be like working on the bigger things and growing a team. I think that that is a huge part of it. People realize that it can be exhausting to be the face of a brand, especially when you're in the like service provider industry where being the face of the brand is not your full-time job, you know? Yeah. So I definitely think that there is a, a market for People who are shifting into agencies. I don't know if it, maybe it's happening more now or less. Like, I don't haven't really thought about that. But yeah, I've definitely worked with clients to help them kind of shift from that singular into that plural and really be like, you know, building a, a, a brand persona as opposed to like a persona or a brand based on their persona, you know? Yes. And I think that's something that you should at least consider when building a business because I mean I feel like entrepreneurship is constant like evolving into who you are in that moment and what's happening but I think once you've been in the service industry for a while and I'm sure you can relate it does get a little exhausting if you are one of you know you're the one wearing all the hats mm-hmm. and when you start thinking about how you want to build and scale if you don't want to be the only employee in your business what does that look like when you are thinking about your copy and how you're promoting your services or who you are as a team? Because I know I, it definitely would be more than, right? Just yeah. you showing up all the time. But yeah, it's definitely something that I've definitely been hearing a little bit more. Also, like, how do you even transition out if you wanted, if you're multi-passionate and you want to start a new leg in your business, but you want to keep this part going, right? Like, it's just mm-hmm. all these things. And or how do you like pivot out, but still keep that rolling? Yeah. If you're a team of one, like you can't. So I think it's something that we should definitely consider. And when you are working probably with your clients, that is part of that strategy piece and building out like mm-hmm. what is their vision for this next? Do you work in quarters? How do you like working with clients? So I work with clients almost exclusively on like one-off projects. And I have people who will, you know, come back to me over and over again. We did this. Now let's do this, this, and this. But I don't really have, I actually only have one retainer client. And I have people that will come to me, you know, for websites and stuff like that once that's wrapped. But yeah, that's kind of my, my primary way of working with people. If you're creating video or audio content for your online business, then you need to check out the platform Descript. Descript is an all-in-one audio and video editor that makes editing as easy as a Word doc. Upload media or record directly in Descript to instantly transcribe your file into text. Then tweak the text to directly edit your media clips. Edit out filler words such as um, ahs, and likes, and silent gaps with a single click. Record your screen and webcam for presentations and video messages and edit out mistakes before hitting publish. Use pro editing features such as a non-destructive multi-track editing, live collaboration, auto captioning, exports, and much more. To try this platform risk-free, check out the free plan at Descript.com or check out the link in the show notes. 
can you talk a little bit about where you kind of came from in this business? I know you talked about pivoting into copywriting. Was that a natural progression for you? Because I just find that kind of fascinating, right? And words probably were just something that you were good at. It was that natural flow. But can you give us a little behind the scenes of what that looked like starting niching down into copywriting? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I will sometimes joke that writing is genetic because my dad is a journalist and a a newspaper editor and I just like grew up you know getting my grammar right like learning how to write like all of that and so that definitely like informed my future in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. but honestly so I had been copywriting uh well it was more like SEO content writing as Mm -hmm. a side gig for a couple of years for an agency that would write, you know, SEO content for like the most boring companies ever, like pest control companies and like lawn furniture companies and paid like one cent a word, which is horrific. Uh, But it was like, honestly, like my beer money when I was just out of college, just moved to Chicago, needed like a little bit of extra cash on the side. So I found that five gig and had been doing that. And then in 2020, well, I had left that five day before 2020. But then in 2020, when I was laid off from my restaurant job, because I was a server, mm-hmm. I was, I spent like eight months unemployed being like, what am I going to do with my life? And eventually, like I said, found the, the online space through mm-hmm. TikTok and started my business as a virtual assistant. And also immediately I was, Hating the admin work because I'm just not that type of like type A organized human being. So much respect to people who are. My assistant is like my right brain. Like she's incredible. And I was automatically gravitating towards what I knew, which was SEO content writing and, you know, copywriting and all of the writing parts of it. And so I kind of like existed in this business limbo where I didn't want to define it for a while. And that kind of caused me to stall out client-wise, the clients that I did have. I was like disliking the work that I was doing and I couldn't quite book the content slash copywriting clients that I wanted because I was like hesitant Mm -hmm. to say like, yes, I am a copywriter or a content writer. And then I, it was like not even, not even a year after I started my business, it was maybe like eight months or so. I like woke up and I was like, I hate my job. Like I can't do this anymore. What am I doing? And then it's funny before this, before we started recording, we were talking about we both have a shared consultant slash coach, Willow Kai. So I booked a call with Willow and was like, listen, here's everything. Here's how I'm feeling. Please help me. And he really was like, what are you doing? Like, get your shit together. You clearly want to be a copywriter. (laughs) And helped me pivot into copywriting, which was scary but almost immediately had an amazing response from the connections that I had built with people and I think that I mean this is maybe like a little like but I felt like people could like tangibly feel the difference in me actually enjoying what I was doing. (laughs) I absolutely believe that. I feel when you're kind of figuring out this like it, it does get kind of messy and cloudy and it takes us a little bit and everybody's journey is different. But being able to find that clarity and really dive into that area is so crazy fun. And when Mm -hmm. I talk to people in these interview settings and they start 
lighting up about what they are like called to kind of do. And I know that sounds like whatever too, but it's so true. Like you can see them light right up. You can hear it in their voice. It's insane what a difference that makes when you can tap into that. And how fun can you be when you are being creative in copy, like for others and for yourself? Is it hard for you to do copy for yourself? Yes. Yeah. It's so funny because I talk to, I have clients all the time that are like, I am not a bad writer. I write my Instagram captions. People love them. Like, I know I'm a good writer, but honestly, I could not write my website copy if you had a gun to my head because I, it's so hard because I'm so close to my own business. And I feel the same way. There have been times where I've been rewriting my website copy or something else. And I've been like, should I just hire someone? Do this right? like this is really hard and it's not like a skill thing it really is just being so close and precious yes. and in your head about your own stuff that you don't even know how it'll be perceived if people yes. will care like it's we fun. are literally our own worst critics so it's the same yeah. thing with the podcast right I mean it, when I edit my own it takes me forever because I'm so detailed and I'm like this is ridiculous it, yeah. it should not be taking me this long but that's what we do and we're way too close to it it's just like oh you, you got to give some of those things away what advice do you have for uh, people out there that are struggling with copy the financially are ready to step into more of a up leveling their website copy or their email copy what tips do you have them uh, can you give them to find somebody to connect with like yourself because I feel that's kind of a personal thing too mm-hmm. yeah I think that's a really good question I think that a lot of the times with any like really any like creative or person that you are hiring on in your business there's a really big tendency to pick somebody who you like as a person. And mm-hmm. obviously, you want to be hiring people that you want to hang out with. But mm-hmm. I think that only looking at personality or with like designers or maybe even copywriters, you're like, well, I love their brand or I love the way that they talk about this. And so I want that. And I think that that is a really great starting point but the best thing to look at for connecting with a copywriter or anybody really Mm -hmm. that you would maybe want to hire is their work as a whole do they have I think that copywriters shouldn't have like an overarching tone of voice you shouldn't be able to read a piece of copy and go oh I know that Corey wrote that because that's her style you want to be able to look at their past work and see that they were adapting and picking up brand voice and nuance of a brand. And then obviously results are nice, but I would look more at the way that their past clients speak about them, the experience of it. Uh, You know, when somebody is saying like, oh my gosh, I implemented my copy and I made $300,000. There's so much more that's going in that $300,000 than launched my website made 300k like you have to be able to think a little bit more critically about like what the experience is like what the results would look like in the context of your business and then also do I like yeah absolutely and I also love that you work project-based I love working in intensive settings or like building capacity with others to be able to take that information and be able to carry it on because I think that's part of the process too right 
You don't have to hire someone forever. You can hire them for specific projects just to kind of get you leap started into that next phase of your business. Yeah. And sometimes that's all we need, right? It's yeah. just that little helping hand to get us rolling. It can be amazing for your life and for your yeah. business for sure. How do people find you, Corey, if they want to work with you, if they want to check out more about who you are and what you're all about? How, where do they find you? Yeah, you can find me through Instagram is usually a great place to start. My handle is by Corey Whitby, as in written by Corey Whitby. And then from there, I always recommend people to jump into the link in my bio and join my email list because that is where I'm honestly the most fun and give away the most free advice and everything. So that's usually how I recommend people. Perfect. And before I let you go, I love doing a fast rapid round just to get to know who Corey is a little bit on a personal level. So we'll just dive right in with that before I let you go. What do you do to turn off the stress of all of this work mm. stuff? Like, how do you reset and become? Because I just, I find it fascinating with creatives, right? It's tough to be creative every day. Mm. How do you reset so you can come back and be fully charged? I am, will be the first to admit that I'm honestly really bad at disconnecting from my business, disconnecting from my work. It's like something that I'm actively working on. Honestly, I read a lot of books. I watch a lot of TV. And and every time I get out of my house, I feel a little bit more disconnected or like refreshed. So honestly, just like go on a walk. Perfect. Is there uh, kind of work related? Is there a platform or something that is like your go to that you would love to share with others to help them in their business with whether it's like for focus or for organization or any of that jazz? Ooh, that's a great question. So I actually use a platform called Note for all of my like internal project management. And what I like about Note is that it's like a big blank space that you can customize and drag and drop everything. And I am the type of person who needs to have every single thing in front of my face at all times or else it will instantly leave my brain if I don't have it like written down in front of me. And Neela Note allows you to do that. So that's I love that. Oh, platform. cool. I've never heard of that. So I'll totally have to check that out. And I'll have all like the good stuff in the show notes as well. And last question, if you could give a piece of advice to your younger self that's just starting out in this space, what would it be? Because I know you've learned a lot along the way. So that's tough. You know, I would say, oh my gosh, I don't know. I would probably be like cheesy about it and just be like, don't be afraid of making mistakes. Nobody but you is going to notice when things aren't perfect because I do feel like this is, you know, so relatable for so many people, myself included, but perfectionism just kills ideas before they're even shared with the world. So I could not agree more with you. And that's a great way to uh, wrap up this conversation. Thank you again for taking the time. People should reach out and check out your Instagram profile. You have some really cool posts worth client, uh, past client experience and some really good tidbits. I can't even imagine how good your email list would be. So I would totally check that out <laughs> as well. So thank you again for your time. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening into the show. It truly means so much to me. 
You can check out the important links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes, and please join the conversation over on Instagram at me and James Co. I love hearing from you. There are so many great conversations coming up, so please make sure you are subscribed to Apple or Spotify or any of your favorite media players so that you don't miss out. And if you enjoyed the show today, please share and leave a review and a rating because it helps us so very much. Until next time.